Hello, this is Robert Barge. Welcome to Redemption's Table, where every week we will gather around this table with a special guest to explore the most appetizing ingredient in this menu called life, redemption. I believe in redemption. I believe everybody hungers for redemption, everybody. And the truth is, redemption is all around us every day. It is a recipe that God the Creator sets before us every single moment of our lives. Unfortunately, so much emphasis is placed upon the bad, many have difficulty seeing, experiencing, and tasting the good. So I'm setting out on a journey, going table to conversation, to accentuate the reality of redemption in the lives of everyday people like you and me. A reality that, I believe, finds its ultimate expression in Jesus of Nazareth, who is the not-so-secret ingredient to the redemption we all seek. So, come hungry, join the meal, because Party of Redemption, your table is now ready. Hey everybody, I'm glad you're at the table today. A couple of years ago, I went to an open mic night at a local barbecue joint to talk to a band about playing at a new worship venture I was launching in the fall. On that particular night, I heard a 17-year-old guitarist songwriter named Abigail sing a couple of cover songs by artists as diverse as Adele and Dolly Parton. After the set, she packed up her guitar, and I overheard her say she was headed to an all-night lock-in with her church youth group. Well, long story short, I invited our special guest today, Abigail Douglas, to lead worship several times at Broken Worship Gathering during her senior year in high school. She graduated with the class of 2018, a little over a year ago, and she kept on pursuing her musical dreams as a student at Belmont University in Nashville. Well, she's just completed her freshman year, and she has just released a brand new single, Away From You. You can pick it up on iTunes, Spotify, and other places. And when I sat down to catch up with Abigail at a very lively Starbucks, you're going to have to really listen in because there's a latte going on in the background. Actually, quite a few lattes. As I listened to her freshman journey, I was struck of how real it was, how honest it was, how vulnerable it was. And all through Abigail's account, I was reminded of the importance of all the many people God places in our lives. So I'm glad you're with us today. Let's give it a listen. Well, welcome to Redemption's Table. We are sitting here today at Starbucks, Prattville, Alabama. Our special guest for this edition of Redemption's Table is Abigail Douglas. Welcome to Redemption's Table, Abigail. Thank you. Thank you for having me. As soon as you told me that you wanted to do a podcast with me, I was very excited because um, I almost did a podcast with someone else, Mm -hmm. and I was very excited about that, and it never went through. So (laughs) I was really excited to do this today. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. Well, you are the second musical artist that I have spoken to on the podcast in the last month who just released a brand new single. So I'm excited about the single, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Before we begin to do that, um, tell us a little bit about your journey. Professionally performing since I was um, around 15. I started writing music uh, at age 10 or 11. Um, Learned guitar because I needed to play my songs. and from there, I just started writing almost every day and fell in love with writing and performing my own music. So as soon as I was able to drive, I took my guitar and, and myself and I went to all of these different places, um, like restaurants and cafes, and asked them if I could play for them and play the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well. Here in Prattville, there's not a huge there there was not a huge music scene at the time, and so all these places that had never had like music before, I was able to be kind of their experiment, and, yeah. and so I was able to kind of put my foot in the door in that way. Well, shortly thereafter, um, it became a trend, and um, and other people started performing. I got. Um, more experience, got a better sound system, and fell in love with performing too, as well as writing. 
Um, well, I was also in my worship band at Crusada Baptist Church, mm -hmm. and I've been in that worship band since I was in middle school. Okay. <laughs> so I, I've been in the student band for a long time, and I was actually able to be a part of it whenever there were no instruments or anything, um, just tracks. And so eventually, um, we, we began to grow too. And so I was able to learn harmonies and all of the things like that. Um, and then eventually I got asked to be in the adult praise band at Kusama. Mm -hmm. And so I got more experience in that way. Um, I never looked at it as performing. I never blended those two things together. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really nice for me to work with other musicians and be kind of in, in the church music industry. So that was really nice exposure. But you started playing the guitar at 10 years of age. 11, yeah. 11, okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you say, I wanted to play a guitar? Did you have a guitar in your house? How did you so know? at 11, um, my, I was in Arizona for the summer. My grandmother okay. lives this western hippie life on a ranch. and Far out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she, um, she was dating someone at the time, uh -huh. and they eventually got married, but... Um, he, for my birthday, he gave me this old guitar, and I don't know, for anyone who knows about guitars, action on a guitar, um, the strings are like kind of close to the fretboard. Uh -huh. These were an entire inch off of the fretboard, so it was very, very hard to play, really wow. old, really awful guitar. <laughs> um, and so I learned on this insanely hard to play, almost impossible to play guitar. Like trying um, to learn to drive a, a vehicle using a stick shift instead of... That's what I did, yeah. actually. Wow. <laughs> so, um, so, so that's how I learned okay. how to play. When you started writing songs at that age, yes. uh, what were, so, you know, at, at 10, 11 years of age, what, what type of songs did, where did you right. find inspiration for songs right. at that particular age? To be completely honest, um, I watched this, um, I watched this video of Taylor Swift. Okay. And she said that every single day she would get back from school and write songs. And for me, I didn't realize it was that easy. I didn't realize everyone could potentially write a song. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I thought there was just a select few people who just wrote songs. And I don't know how they got there, but they did it. Well, I didn't realize. I could sit down and, and do that mm -hmm. because I would I had been writing poems um, I would write stories I'd always been very into words and writing mm -hmm. um, so writing songs came extremely natural to me mm -hmm. and I'd all I've, I've always been singing and so I would just put those poems into lyrics and then into life mm -hmm. and so I wanted to play them mm -hmm. but I had no way of, of playing them so my granny's boyfriend realized I needed to learn an instrument, yeah. so he gave me that guitar. Okay. Now, I know you are a person of faith. Tell us a little bit about your faith journey. Okay. So, for, for, for very early in my life, um, I, had, um, I had two homes. I had my mom's house and my dad's house. Mm -hmm. And with my dad, um, I grew up going to church with my dad. Mm -hmm. And then with my mom, my mom always followed all these different kinds of religions. Um, okay. She was Buddhist for a moment in her life. Um, she tried Christianity. She tried um, like all the like aura kind of things. Mm -hmm. Like her spirituality was very diverse. Um, okay. So I, I I saw that side of things, and then I also saw my dad's side of mm -hmm. things. Um, and he took me to Southern Baptist churches. Um, okay. He grew up Pentecostal, so Baptist churches were also, I think, sort of ish new for him too. Mm -hmm. um, so I remember trying out different churches with him. Then we found 
Quesada. And we started going to Quesada since I was very, very young. Okay. Um, but I would always be that kid who was just there like once a month or something. Um, and I always felt like an outsider there, mm-hmm. very much an outcast, um, because all of these children that were there, their parents were religiously there, like right. always involved. Um, I was not one of those kids because I wasn't able to be. So I felt very much an outsider. Um, well, after my mom passed away mm-hmm. at the age of 14 for me, I was about to turn 14. She unfortunately um, committed suicide. And after that, I was very much devastated as one would be. Mm -hmm. But um, most, mostly I I had this really bad denial phase Mm -hmm. um, to where I didn't didn't really have any closure. Mm -hmm. Because I hadn't seen her for a while before she had passed away. And also, I had just like this feeling I was just going to go back to her house. Like, I was so used to going back and forth. It was just like, I'm just going to go back to her house. I don't know. That's, my mind just couldn't comprehend it at the age of 14. So, I kind of distanced myself from everyone around me because I didn't know what to do. So, I began listening to Carrie Joe. And started listening to um, the CD that someone named Miss Charla gave to me. Um, it had I Can Only Imagine on it. Okay. <laughs> um, she said that she listened to that one when one of her parents died. And so I, I gave that a try. So listening to gospel music, um, faith-based music, um, that was what really got me through it and felt like I wasn't alone. Like I remember going to sleep with with my phone by my ear listening to this music because I felt more safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started, I started going to church every Sunday then, um, every Wednesday, um, and that became my safe haven, mm-hmm. became my family, okay. and seeing God bring together people like that and connections. Um, I felt safe for once and felt loved. And it is hard to feel loved when one of your parents die purposefully. So that was something that I really struggled with. Um, so finding out what love was is really through God. Um, and that was hard for me because. I had such a weird view of Christianity for the longest time because I'm growing up with my mother, she didn't really partake in those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that is difficult is right before she passed away, she had started going to a Christian church. Okay. So I was like, what? <laughs> like, I wonder why right before she passed away. I wonder if they made her feel shame or like I had all of these like harsh, um, bitter thoughts towards church for a second because how come as soon as she went to um, Christian church that she, I don't know, you know. Obviously that is not what happened. A lot of other things were involved. Right. But um, that is one thought that I had for a while. Um, then, whenever I moved, I had, so I had gotten very strong in my faith. I almost majored in worship leadership. Um, really? Yeah, okay. I, I, I was very, very strong. I was like, nothing can break this fire, you know. Um, I completely depended on God. Well, after I moved, I tried all these different churches, and I started questioning God for the first time ever in my life. Like when you moved when? Uh, whenever I went to college. To college, okay, all right. Yes, um, and that was the first time that I kind of had doubts um, because I was in this theology class and I learned these things that kind of was different than what I learned on, in Sunday school. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense because my Sunday school teachers didn't have a theology degree. Like, right. Um, they weren't trying to teach different things they were just going off of what they were taught but 
doubting for the first time, which was very scary for me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I was like, is this a sin? You know, is it a sin to question God? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was very, that was very scary. And I felt very distant from God for a really long time. It seemed it wasn't that long. It was only I was only there for a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it seemed like a long time. And I went through a couple of breakups in that time. Um, I I was just I feel I was feeling there was a lack of community because I wasn't involved in a church because mm-hmm. I feel like I felt like I couldn't find one. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the churches weren't really sound. Some that I went to, and that was really hard for me to see. Mm-hmm. Really devastating. Um, cried a lot because of that because yeah. <laughs> I have such a heart for lost people mm-hmm. um, I will literally start crying <laughs> um, so that's why I've always been involved in missions because a lot of people who are lost are really heavy on their heart mm-hmm. um, so then I finally found um, a church that I really liked mm-hmm. went there for a little while but then they didn't have small groups and I felt like I didn't have community because of that. It was only every week. Okay. Um, so I had to change churches again and start all over. Okay. Um, so right before I left, I started going to a church called Ethos. Ethos, and okay. And I love that church, and I'm very excited to go back to it. I'm very excited to get involved. That's cool. Um, so that's good. And I met some people through there that were super encouraging. Um, have They have house... Bible studies and mm-hmm. so very welcoming and that kind of gave me a, a lot more hope and felt a little bit more close to God yeah. and so whenever I came back home and reconnected with everyone all of my church family I was like I've got to get back into worship leadership <laughs> so I'm so excited to go back and get involved in ethos and so that's exciting that's for me. Exciting. Yeah. So that is that. Unfortunately, I did. I felt like I was really not close to God for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that's how things go. We go through dry seasons. I didn't think I was gonna go through one, right. so I was more sad with myself. Mm-hmm. But I, I couldn't really help it. I guess because yeah. I just felt like I had these questions that needed to be answered. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to have doubts. Yeah. Um, doubts strengthen faith. Definitely. I heard somebody say one time, uh, or read it somewhere, it's okay to have doubts about your faith. The danger is when we start putting faith in our doubts. Uh, right. Because there's always going to be questions, but questions are good. Questions deepen. And sometimes there are answers that we're not going to know until right. we are in heaven uh, until we're in the presence of God and if he needs us to know at that point he'll let us know that we'll know so much more yeah and and during that time of me being in my first year of college Mm -hmm. I I had also started struggling with anxiety Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't really bad I had I knew I struggled with it um, but it, it wasn't as bad as it got whenever I moved and I think it's just because um, I was I had a roommate and I could never get a long time I felt mm-hmm. like and um, and I was out of my comfort zone yeah and and I guess it just like I guess I just sparked it and so I was dealing with that um, it's all good now I haven't yeah. it's not been affecting me as much mm-hmm. lately um, I prayed about it a lot because yeah. I knew medicine wasn't going to fix it. It just covers it up for me. Right. For other people, sure. But for me, it just like sparked up in, in certain times. So that was something that I really prayed about. Yeah. Um, and I was also going through some difficulties with my family during that year. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of questioning there too. So it just was kind of a hard year. Um, a lot of trials. But I was also able to, to face my emotions that I didn't feel like I had faced yet. So okay. that was very important to me. Um, and I felt like God put me in those situations for me to get through those. Mm-hmm. Um, 
feel like a lot of things that I hadn't faced before I had faced, which has made me a stronger individual. Mm -hmm. So I love it when someone pursues a dream, and this is a dream. Uh, it's but it's a dream that you've put a lot of uh, time, preparation, uh, getting improving you know I mean you've been writing songs you, when you said a few moments ago I, I write songs every day since about age 11 I'm like wow you know that's a, that's awesome I mean that's uh, that's like you know some folks go out and just shoot basket shoot baskets yeah. basketball for two hours every day but you, you were writing every day and so here you are pursuing this dream and we've heard a little bit about the challenging part of it it sounds like there has been some challenges or not maybe there's been challenges, <laughs> yeah. Um, but what a little bit about maybe some of the joys of right. pursuing that dream right. for yeah. the first year? Well, honestly, if I hadn't had all of these challenges, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. Okay. Probably would not be talking to you. Um, probably wouldn't be going to Belmont um, because all of those things has made me turn to music, turn to God. Mm -hmm. So if I hadn't had those challenges, I don't think I would have ever turned to God. I also don't think I ever would have turned to music. Mm -hmm. And um, music is my outlet as well as my passion. Mm -hmm. um, and so being able to combine music with my faith is, is so amazing to me because that is how I worship the most and through prayer. Mm -hmm. And I feel like prayer and music go hand in hand. Yes, they do. And so that is that is how I am able to. I guess I guess it's like a catalyst for me mm -hmm. to be able to talk to God um, very personally mm -hmm. um, because prayer is my my main way of worship. Mm -hmm. That is how I feel like I can be able to listen to Him the most, mm -hmm. and so I like to combine music with prayer a lot. That um, brings me joy, but also I like being able to kind of act as a broken vessel to, to whenever I am on stage because I feel like being able to pray with other people, mm -hmm. um, worship with other people is just stronger. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a prayer of a righteous person speaks volumes, mm -hmm. and so being able to to pray and worship with so many other people at one time in one setting in one building to me it's just it just fills you I guess you know it, it just feeds your um, you just you just you feel connected mm -hmm. to the kingdom in a way if that makes any sense at all yes it does so and and you just feel like they're that that the devil is just not even present like you just feel like he's not even there and um and that's to me amazing yeah. and a miracle because because um we always are faced with temptations we're always faced with that mm -hmm. and so to 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 have the devil just and Satan blocked out of all of these people in one room I mm -hmm. think it's just amazing and I just like sharing that moment with people, I love helping people and to, to help someone in a way that I'm insanely passionate about mm -hmm. is to me amazing and yeah. I'm just honored that God let me be in this position. Um, I feel very blessed yeah. to be able to, 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 to be able to sing and, and thankful for that gift that he's given me. Because um, to me it's never performing and it's just me practicing what he what he gave me because in the end all glory goes to him yeah so not, he he was the one who who gave me the words to write right so well you yeah and i'll just want to reaffirm what you just said whenever i have uh, seen you lead worship at broken or in or sing in other places you have a maturity and a vulnerability that is genuine uh, and uh so what you've said that you hope to accomplish whenever you're leading, it's coming across that way. Never has come across that you are doing a performance. Uh, it's like, you know, the, the ability to open up your heart, express from your soul, 
um, which is very beautiful to uh, to, to to watch. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So, it, it is. It is like I said. It's harder for me to do that because mm -hmm. I have to completely humble myself mm -hmm. and know that I am just simply letting Jesus speak through me, just letting Him flow through me, and and that is a, a vulnerable position to be in because you're then not in control any longer. You know. Well, it, it's refreshing to sit here with you after it's been a year since I've seen you, and. Uh, what you shared about the questions, the you questioned God during that time. That's statistics indicate if there is if there is a falling away in the faith, one of the key times is when between high school and college. Those years right there. And so that's I won't say it's almost a natural time for that to occur, but nevertheless it happens in a lot of lives. Right. And, and I and I I really wanted, I, and I knew that going into it, and so that's why I was so stubborn. I was like, no, I will not. <laughs> like, I was like so adamant with myself. Yeah. And so it just like frustrated me that I was having these doubts because I, I was like, I just, I don't know. It was a pride thing maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I felt like I would be an exception. Yeah. Um, sadly, I was not. <laughs> um, Emotions are like ocean waves. They are, and sometimes we in have a season that feels like a storm, and other times yeah. it's just, man, we're in the tropics. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are some of the lessons you are learning? Lessons you've already shared a little bit about that, but you know, lessons you've learned this freshman year, first year in college, uh, lessons you're learning right. uh, at this time. Um, Prayer is so important, especially if you deal with anxiety or worrying or, or the future, anything. Um, I think always, always remember to pray. Um, that is something that has been a lifesaver for me, literally a lifesaver. Um, surround yourself with positive people, and if you can, Godly people. Mm -hmm. um, accountability is so important, and mm -hmm. I learned that the hard way because I felt very alone. Um, felt that I could do it just by myself, um, but I cannot. Mm -hmm. um, and that is that took a while for me to realize because mm -hmm. I'm such a I am an independent person, so I felt I could just do it on, all by myself, mm -hmm. and so the just the big like slap in, a, in the face saying no you cannot do this by yourself mm -hmm. um, so accountability is very key um, reading scripture is so important and I learned that the hard way as well because I just I fell off of my devotion fell off of, of, of reading his word every day and he's every single time you read it you get something else mm -hmm. um, luckily I had my mentor text me all these scriptures and I would be like okay <laughs> so I would Is read your mentor them. here in Alabama or yes. mentor in Tennessee in here okay. in, in, not in here in Alabama her okay. name is Miss Amy Joyner she okay. she is she's my mentor I refer to her as my mentor That's to awesome. everyone um, she has sent me letters and um, while I was gone, while I was away, uh -huh. and that lifted me up so much. So yeah. it's so important to have those really deep connections yeah. with people to, to hold you accountable. Um, go Amy. I mean, yes, when she listens yes, in, go yes, Amy. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Make your tribe increase. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, mainly those things, okay. I feel like. Um, that just I feel like, most importantly, just have people around you to encourage you and support you and 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 mainly direct you back to your faith. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you have friends that are just going to tell you what you want to hear, they're just not going to stick around. Like they're, they're just not going to work out. So I feel like that was the main. That was the biggest lesson that I learned okay. in, in in the music industry. Um, to network. Mm -hmm. um, always say yes to everything. Work with as many people as you can. Um, be someone that people want to hang around. Yeah. Um, that is 
that is what I, I learned mostly. And to not be distracted by by things. Make sure you're always still writing, mm-hmm. always still working on music, always still having inspiration. That's another important thing. Um, always be inspired by everything. Like as a songwriter, I feel like I might look at things just a tad differently than the average um, person or someone who doesn't songwrite because everything that I look at, I'm like white wall. I wonder how that would fit in a song, you know? <laughs> so um, I guess just always look for inspiration, always be inspired by people and look at people as not only people but as their own soul themselves and, mm-hmm. and how can they impact you, how can you impact them. Mm-hmm. Um, that, w- that was something that I learned mm-hmm. to always be learning because okay. everyone doesn't know any, like everyone doesn't know everything, like no one knows everything, yeah. so always be learning. How many new songs did you write this year? I wrote a lot. How many songs am I going to play in public? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, probably like seven songs that I would be comfortable playing in front of an audience. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I also write a lot of um, like, I also just pre-write a lot um, and have a lot of unfinished songs, bad, always finish your songs, <laughs> but I have a lot of those, so I would have to say about seven okay. that I, I am proud of. <laughs> so there's a lot that goes into those seven songs because there's so many others that, you know, either aren't ready yet, yet or you won't ever sing in public. Right. I, I understand. Uh, somebody told me this years ago. Neil Neil Diamond, his song, Song Sung Blue, is such a simple little song. I mean, it was an amazing song. Yeah. Took him three months to write the song. Oh, wow. And uh, so sometimes you you keep a file and you go back to those and suddenly it's like this was the seed planted years later maybe Mm -hmm. for the harvest of that song coming in. There it is. Right. It rises to the surface. Now you just released a single, May 31st. I, yeah. It's on my summer playlist. Oh, I've listened to it several times. It's a really Thank good you. song. Thank and you. it's away from you. Yes. And uh, tell us a little bit about that song. Okay. So as soon as I, I started writing it, as soon as I moved, um, I was getting more involved in electric guitar, getting more involved in being able to, to carry more lead-ish parts by myself. And so that's how it begins with electric guitar, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, nice little riff. Me. Yeah, all right, that's <laughs> I'm awesome. I'm playing the electric yeah. guitar in that whole song. Yeah. Um, I'm not doing the lead parts. That is my dear friend, Kian. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I started writing that shortly after I, shortly after I moved. Um, I, I had been dating someone for over two years, and we broke up. And and then I looked around and was like, everyone's breaking up with everyone. I'm not the, I'm not the only one. Um, and I was like, why is this a common theme? Um, so I just kind of entertained that idea of people wanting to be by themselves, mm-hmm. people wanting to experience um, independence from everyone, like even their people that might love them, might get back together with these people, mm-hmm. they still are leaving them. I was like, why are people doing that? So, um, so I, I went to some house concerts and and, and, and uh, just like basement shows because that is what alternative bands do in Nashville <laughs> in college and I I was like all these people are doing kind of the same thing like I, I realized this this pattern it is people are wanting to you know find themselves mm-hmm. um, learn more about themselves and People are wanting to just do these like rash things. Um, like me, I just like decided to cut my hair, and, and someone else that I did not even know just cut like a lot of inches off of my hair, mm-hmm. and I was like, freedom. Like <laughs> that was just like in my mindset. And I was like, why is this just a common theme? So I wrote. So I wrote a song about it. Okay. And that is away from you. It's it's basically 
about um, the difference between love and lust. Um, I feel like all of these people were experiencing lust instead of love and were acting out on it, which mm -hmm. is um, kind of sad. It's like become the societal norm to have like meaningless relationships with people, um, things that don't affect their future, um, and it's becoming accepted in society, and I thought that was really sad. So the opening lines of my song are like, are, are satirical. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot of people have thought that. A lot of people are like, what the heck? <laughs> What's going on with Abigail? <laughs> but they're actually satirical lines, okay. um, making fun of the society that we're living in right now. I am political, and, okay. <laughs> and I love satirical works. Um, so I'm going to have to go back and listen to the song again it, it, yeah, with that framework in mind because, yeah, I know, you know how it begins, <laughs> and it's like a lot, I can tell, love song, it's a breakup song, sing, yeah, yeah so, yeah. Okay. so and, and, and the whole time is kind of, so like the whole first verse is kind of like you're changing your mind, kind of wishy-washy, people are flaky, so the opening lines are, I want to feel you again, it's only been one day, and then it goes, I want to kiss a stranger. I caught that, yeah. And and so I just realized this theme of people like like saying they missed their relationships and they were going off like doing other things and it's and it was accepted. And mm -hmm. I thought that was so sad. So I I I was I just thought that was a bad bad part of society that shouldn't be normal mm -hmm. and so that's why I wrote a satirical okay. line okay. satirical line about society um, so yeah and then the chorus I love I, I'm honestly very proud of the chorus of this song um, so it, it's um, it goes it's the kind of reckless it makes you question where you even came from mm -hmm. I feel like whenever people become become reckless in their actions, they really do forget their foundation. They forget what is their last name? What kind of legacy do you carry? Um, who are you? What is your identity? And is that in God? What like what is that in? Because whenever people like act out which people were doing, um, that I like just like had seen, like all these people making these dumb decisions, um, failing semesters, and I'm like, do you not know that this is affecting your last name? This is affecting your legacy. This is affecting so many things, and I just just couldn't help but um, connect the dots in that way. And so the last, so then it goes, it's the kind of love that makes you forget what even is passion. Um, I feel like love is so versatile. Like love can can be a person to someone. It can be God. It can be um, it can be remembering a memory. It, it can be all of these things. Um, and I felt like what people were doing whenever they were confusing love and lust all these temporary relationships that's not going to really work out. Mm -hmm. um, they're forgetting that passion, that like people should fall madly in love with people. It shouldn't just be this Tinder. I hate Tinder. <laughs> it's like a really popular thing. Yeah. Um, I, I just hate the online relationships and, and I just was thinking how it should be like tr more traditional like what happened to to like going on on a road trip with your significant other um, mm -hmm. what happened to all of these things um, I'm actually dating someone who actually did take me on a road trip <laughs> um, and he does open the door for me <laughs> to get in the car so that was cool yeah. to, to, to I guess that my song was just like this um, foreshadow to what I have right now, which is really that? cool. It was really cool that's, for me. <laughs> that's, that is cool. It's like um, a, a different sort of prayer <laughs> yeah, being answered. Definitely. I wow. definitely prayed for that. Yeah. Um, and then the second verse is getting, is, is kind of relates to me and my, and, and what I was going through. It was like, what's, what is wrong with a little independence? There's nothing wrong with that. And it was just like justification, I guess. I don't know. And then 
just like running free on the road, like being able to to, to experience life by yourself for the first time. So that's that's really what it's about. Okay. And then there's a really cool bass solo in it that I was inspired by my old roommate because she was playing bass in a funk band. Okay. <laughs> so you have the musical element, the lyrical element. Uh, and obviously, and as, as I hear you share your song, you, you like both. Are you drawn to one more than the other? I would have to say I am drawn to lyrics more. Okay. Um, just because I've always been so, so fascinated by words. Okay. I, would, I was a nerd. I made vocabulary lists for fun. I was li I literally did that. I would go through these books and just like highlight these words and like write out the definitions. It was kind of OCD. Uh, one of my podcasts that I listen to every every day is Merriam-Webster's Dictionary Word of the Day. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I love that. Um, I love words. Um, I love listening to 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 songwriters. Horrible, horrible rhythm guitar, just mm. like really bad instrumentation. But the, if the lyrics are good, I will listen to it. Yeah. Um, I love listening to spoken words, going to poetry readings. I love all, all of that. Have you written uh, a line that it's not, it hadn't made it into one of your songs yet, but you're in love with the line? And when I say in love with the line, you're like, God, whenever I have a God thought, that's, right. I always give him all credit right. for that. And I'm like, this is so good. And, and but I'm like, cause, and I know this is of you because I didn't think of this, but it's really cool the way it came together. Do you have a lyric like that, or if you if you want to share, just pop out there, just kind of. Yeah, um, I I have sang it in front of one audience before. It's not released or anything. The song is called "Road Trip to the Rainforest." Okay. Um, and one of the lines in there. Um, one of the one of the verses actually I went I was trying to finish this song um, it, it was really really on my mind I was waking up with it in my head like I just need to finish this song so I went to one of the writing rooms with my current boyfriend now named Jack Jack Healy he actually he actually mixed away from you and produced okay. it um, and everything that was before we were dating okay um, and um, I, I want to finish this song and so I was like dude you want to go to a practice room and help me finish the song. And sometimes just the presence of another person kind of just like hawking like over you just <laughs> um, kind of gives you a little bit more pressure. Mm -hmm. And I do better under pressure. So he was just sitting there and I um, wrote this line. Um, Yellow walls and purple frames. Me in a room in an, in an old guitar case just speaking your name. I'm so proud of that line. That's cool. <laughs> um, because it, it speaks volumes for me um, mm -hmm. as a songwriter because we were in this really, um, like, really old room mm -hmm. that was weird yellow walls and the frame around the door was purple and really weird. And, um, it, and I had taken out two verses and replaced that those two verses with this verse that I had just written because... It is an anthem for songwriters. Like mm -hmm. you, you find inspiration in the most weird, weird places, mm -hmm. and um, and it and that's really what it was. It was me, a room, God, guitar case, and this guy who's making me feel pressured. <laughs> so who would later take you on a road trip? Right, but you didn't know that at the time. No. So uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I really, I'm really proud of that one right now. As you probably know, as when songwriters write a song that's kind of their favorite song until they write their next song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, that's my latest song. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I keep a journal. I keep, a, I, I'm not writing songs now. I, I've, it's been a long time since, well, about five years ago I wrote a song. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always writing. And, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. and, I've yeah, noticed that. I, I, I just throw something out there and, and you know, it'll come up. Right. Uh, eventually it'll come into a, a message or a, even just sharing one-on-one. Yeah, that's so. really awesome. Who's some of your musical influences? I heard Taylor Swift early on, early on obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, not anymore, but I, I, love, uh, I love Neil Young. I love Jason Isbell. Um, Jewel was a really big inspiration for me for a while. Mm -hmm. Alanis Morissette. I know every single one of those, which yeah, amazes me I, that I do. I, um, but, uh, 
there's there's so many. Um, Willie Nelson's songwriting has very much inspired mm-hmm. me. Um, there's so many people. Have you just have you had a brush being during the Music City, Nashville? Have you seen somebody just out and about that? Uh, lately, um, lately Matt Mason has been a big inspiration okay. for me. Okay. Uh, he uh, his his lyrics are, are so good. Um, and then I saw Pine Grove live. Mm-hmm. So good. They're they're an indie band, which is okay. like strictly indie. Some people consider them experimental country rock folk. Uh-huh. I don't. Some people consider them math rock. I don't know. But they, I saw them live, and that was very inspiring to me because all of, they might, they don't have a big fan base, mm-hmm. but all of their fans that they do have are mm-hmm. very loyal to them, and that okay. was kind of eye-opening to okay. me. Um, I'm following all this away. To me, one of the beauties, when I listen to a podcast, and I pick up an idea here and there, and, they, and I'm like, okay, I want to check out this band, or I yeah. want to check out this book. Right. Uh, if I see enough folks mention it, because I'm like, man, there's so much good out there. And sometimes it's and sometimes you try it. It's like today at Starbucks, I tried a peach, uh, <laughs> peach citrus, some kind of white tea, uh, which is good. Uh, might not be my go-to next time, but yeah, you just—I mean, there's a lot of things, and, and, and you never know. Also, being around a bunch of musicians—that's mm-hmm. um, also creative community. Yeah, that's that's very um, inspiring and. I'm a fan of a lot of Belmont musicians themselves. There's a lot of people who are really, really good at Belmont. So, but I've also learned a lot from them, too. So what's on the horizon? So, my new single just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm encouraging everyone to put it on their summer playlist because it's definitely one of those songs I think you would just like jam to on a road trip or something. Mm-hmm. And it's all um, mine. And, <laughs> and when, it, when, when, the, when the podcast comes out, I'm going to be telling folks, check this out. I'll, I'll be highlighting your song. Thank you. Um, Montgomery Advertiser just did a little um, uh, piece on me. Mm-hmm. It's out right now. So that it'll be out in paper Thursday. Okay. So check that out. I will. Um, my music video for the new single is coming out in the next month or so. Okay. I saw you put that on Spotify within the last 24 hours, so that's good. Yes. The the music video is very, very exciting. It was really fun to shoot. Um, So that's coming out soon. And then I have three shows coming up. One this Friday at Goat House Beer Garden. Mm -hmm. Um, The House Show Songs and Stories series Mm -hmm. um, is next Friday. A week from Friday. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then the following week after that is Cork and Cleaver in Montgomery. Okay. That Thursday. Okay. So three of those, and then I will be going to Arizona. Okay. Grandma? Um, Family? Granny. And hopefully I will be able to finish and editing this collection of songs because... I'm going, I'm shooting, it's going to happen, I just don't know exactly when, um, I'm, I'm going to be doing an acoustic EP. Okay. Um, it's on the down low, um, but okay. it's okay for, for anyone to hear it, because I just don't know when exactly okay. it will be released. It's a conceptual EP, so uh-huh. all of the songs are going to be intertwined with each other in some way with a common theme. Okay. I have mostly all the songs written. I just need to go through that editing process. Um, very excited. Um, we're just going to do it live. Okay. Have like, hopefully, I'm, we're going to have a violinist, um, a steel guitar player, um, some light electric lead on some songs, some light drums, but completely stripped down um, and and recorded in a church, in a very big church, completely live, have videos, um, and that will be the next, that's the next project. Okay. So, I'm very excited wow. about that. Well, I know it's on the down low, but I will look forward to that coming <laughs> yes, out. Yes, yes, I don't know when, but I know it will probably be in the fall. Okay. Um, 
fall, winter-ish okay. time. Okay. You are a delight. <laughs> thank and you. So, thank you for today. And I have, a, I have an idea. I have a thought. God alone knows where our journeys take us, but you just completed first year. Uh, I would like to have you back on the podcast yeah, nice a year in the life, just like, you know, in the sophomore year, junior year, senior year, yeah. and uh, before your schedule gets so full and God opens so many doors for you, you're going to be like, I don't, oh yeah, I remember that part, I remember that guy, uh, but uh, with the that's, I think that would be very interesting just to hear yeah. uh, somebody's I, journey through college yeah, and, and yeah. what you're experiencing pursuing a dream, pursuing a passion, pursuing your art. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, in my, in my music video, I'm painting a lot of it mm -hmm. because my other art medium that I love to do is um, painting abstract I art. Okay. I love to do that every single time I'm like during college. Uh, and I, I had painted before, I dabbled with it, but especially during college, every single time I was stressed or something, I would clear everything on the floor, put towels down, and just like paint. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I wanted to express that with my music video because my old roommate had synesthesia or synesthesia or something like that to where she, whenever she hears songs, she sees colors. So I wanted to paint the exact colors that she saw. Wow. And so that is what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> um, so there's that. <laughs> you have a favorite medium as far as art goes? I or love artists? abstracts. Abstracts, okay. Um, I really love that. I love impressionism. Oh, really? Yeah, just heavy, heavy paint. And yeah. Just, yeah. So. That's cool. Well, thank you for coming to Redemption's Table. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was really nice yeah. seeing you again, yeah. too. Yeah. I was sad I couldn't play at, at Broken the other night. But. I w we will uh, have you back when your <laughs> schedule coordinates with the schedule. I'd love to have you back. So uh, It's really awesome what you're doing. This is really cool. God's really good. Cool idea. God's good. I'm, uh, sometimes I'm th I'm think uh, I'm crazy, but God's <laughs> but God's not. So uh, yeah, it's all good. So well, I, for those listening, my sign off every week is Table of Redemption. Your party, no party of redemption. I always mess it up. It's my it's my sign off sign off, but I mess it up every time. Party of Redemption. Your table is now ready or now available. So I'm going to let you do the sign-off. Uh, Party of Redemption, your table is now available. Go ahead. Party of Redemption, your table is now available. All right. Thank you, Abigail. And y'all be looking for that song away from you. Check it out. Put it on your summer playlist. And we will see y'all here at Redemption's Table next week. Amazing. Yeah. That was really fun. Thank you for having me. That was, that was fun. And, yes.